0: welcome to the sober unicorn we are a gay hosted all-inclusive podcast about sobriety and addiction recovery for the lgbt plus community and all of our allies i'm your host holden and thank you for joining us today hey 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 everybody it's holden back here again with the sober unicorn um today's episode is going to be slightly different than normal um we are not going to have any guests today it's gonna really only be me and kind of discuss with everybody my own journey of sobriety, um, what's recently been going on in my life, because there has been many, many, many changes. Um, For any of you that don't know, my name is Holden. I am the host uh, here at The Sober Unicorn. Um, And I previously did have nine months of sobriety until recently. So I kind of want to touch on that and kind of let everybody know what happened, what's going on, and be 100% 100% honest and transparent and in this podcast. Um, I want to be as transparent as many of my guests are here on this on this show. So we'll kind of back up to about six months ago. Um, my first three to four months of sobriety were incredibly strong. Um, I focus on sobriety immensely. I mean. I was constantly going to meetings. If you're not in a 12-step program, that's perfectly fine. But I always made sure that sobriety came first Um, until about six months ago. Uh, My life has always been incredibly busy. I worked full-time. I went to school full-time, normally in about six classes at once. I run a business with my art and photography um, as well as I run the podcast and the website design, the t shirts, the merchandise, everything. Like I designed all that myself and built the website and built everything for what it is today, um, all the social media marketing and so on. Um, and around two weeks ago is when things started trying, started crumbling down around me. Uh, my previous sister in law, so my ex's sister, committed suicide. And I work in the funeral I worked in the funeral business for anybody that didn't know. And sure, the family came to my funeral home and I was discussing with the funeral director the details of the suicide so she can kind of be prepared when going in to the, the um, arrangement conference with the family. And somebody that really doesn't deal with the deceased bodies that often or that much at all actually. Um, overheard my conversation and complained that it was unprofessional for me to discuss the details of the deceased's um, situation and cause of death. Um, for me, this is somebody I knew in my personal life. Um, me and my ex are very good friends, um, as well as, of course, I knew his sister. So, and I was discussing it in a very professional manner, um, not anything else, but um, I, so due to this situation, I was terminated from the company after a year and a half working there. Um, my schooling surrounded the funeral business. I was in school to become a mortician, um, embalmer exactly. And so now I, I'm thinking, should I even continue school? Um, my, my time in the funeral business was good, but I mean, after a while you realize that the industry is not as service oriented as expected. being in that type of, that type of industry. So, I mean, it was very, for me and my perception, I mean, this is just my own personal opinion. It is very, um, unethical and extortative of these families, um, during some of the hardest times of their life. And so, I mean, I, I was kind of second guessing my career options, um, few months prior anyways, but of course being terminated from any job is not, um, Not what you want. Um, It's not what you go through. It's not what anybody wants to deal with. And unemployment here in the state of Texas can take up to four to six weeks to process. And that's something that I couldn't do. So, of course, I am terminated from my job. And so, of course, now I'm under a ton of stress financially trying to figure out what am I going to do. And also school. Like I am in six classes. I'm struggling immensely with the material that was being handed to me due to just the details of it. I mean, it was anatomy, microbiology. I mean, there was so much going on. And so in the midst of this, I'm of course applying for new jobs, trying to stay sober. Um, And at this time is when I wanted to drink so much. I mean, it's when I just wanted to get plastered, annihilated, and just kind of forget everything that just happened. Um, but I couldn't, I, I, I thought I couldn't do that. Um, and then what happened was somebody that I knew from my past uh, many years ago hit me up on Facebook. Um, and this is somebody that I found attractive, somebody that sexually um, we were compatible and he was like, well, maybe you should come over and hang out, blah, blah, blah. And his text messages to me read very meth head, to be honest. And I thought, I was like, hmm, this this sounds a little fishy. So I, I messaged him back. I was like, are you, like, hi? Or do you party? Do you do meth, coke, whatever? And he's like, no, no, no. I haven't done that in many, many years. Um like it's been forever. So I thought that if I went over there to participate in any sex act in general, that I was going into a safe environment, Um, especially with the death, two deaths actually. My ex's sister's passed away and then his partner's sister um, actually passed away as well. uh, Two days later, Uh, my, my mental state was very weak. Um, I was not focused on sobriety whatsoever. I was not focused on anything other than just my stress levels. And so I go over to this guy's house and within 15 minutes, um, of being there, he pulls out meth. Um, I can't speak for anybody else, but for myself, I was in my sobriety, I've been, comfortable being around alcohol, um, especially in my few, my later months of sobriety. Um, it didn't really bother me being at parties um, for a few hours until later in the evening when everybody's drunk, and then I was like, okay, this is my time to exit. But meth is something that um, was a sex drug for me, um, was very sexually driven um, during my addiction. And so this was something I could not, like, I didn't even think twice Um, And I did it, and it wasn't until after I did it that I was thinking to myself, like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, I was nine going on ten months of sobriety. I run a sobriety podcast. I am known by all my friends. Like, I wear sobriety—my sobriety merge constantly, and here I am being a fool and allowing— this drug to take over me again. Um, It was just the one time. Um, It it didn't go any days past that. It was just that day. Um, And that's when the following days, everything mentally came crashing down even worse. Because not only have I lost my job, but... I lost my sobriety date, which I was incredibly proud of. I was doing well, I thought. And you know what? Many of my guests on this podcast have relapsed. And um, they relapsed and that was a part of their story. And I never thought once throughout my sobriety that 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 was going to be me. And I try to empathize with these individuals and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, that must have been so rough. But you know what? It's bouncing back from this has been one of the most difficult things to do. Not only because of the feeling of letting other people down, but the feeling of letting myself down. Um... I f- the first thought in my head it wasn't am I going to be okay it was am I going to lose credibility for the podcast that I that I that I host and it it took me a minute to realize that this podcast is not about me this podcast is about the guests and these other people that I have on the show to share their story, share their experience, share their strength and their hope that, it, that you can conquer your addiction and you can can come out of it. So it took a lot of me to swallow my pride and try not to make it about myself like I usually do. Being the gay fabulous man that I am, I always tend to try to seek attention. But I feel, I feel and I felt um, that I lost a part of me, um, losing my sobriety date. Um, I, it was 10, 20, 10, 23, 2021. Um, my new sobriety date, I'm listing it as eight, eight 22 now. So I'm a little, uh, as of this recording date, I'm about a week and a half sober from the relapse. Um, yes, I, I should be proud of myself. Um, stating that I didn't allow the relapse to take me out longer um, and that I had have been, have been able to come back. So that's why I wanted to kind of come on and share my vulnerability with everybody because no matter how strong you think, like, no matter how strong I thought I was in my sobriety, in my journey, the fact that I put so many other things in front of my sobriety is why my sobriety came crumbling down. I, When that happened with that guy, I should, have been a, I should have been able to get dressed and leave the situation. And that is not what I did. And it, not once did it cross my mind about my sobriety before I even did it. And what was even more sad for myself is that I was wearing a freaking sobriety t-shirt while I'm sitting here relapsing. Um, Take it as you will. I mean, I think that's fucking ironic. But uh, the premise of this episode is to, in your journey, no matter whether you are sober curious, no matter whether you are five years in, 30 days in, it doesn't matter. You have to be very mindful on who you surround yourself with because the people that matter the most to you, the people that supported your sobriety is not the people that I called. The person that didn't give two shits about my sobriety knew that I was sober um, and still put the substance in front of me is the one that caused my fall. I wouldn't say he caused it. Like, it's not his fault because... He's just as much of an addict as I was or am. But you. I have to make sure that moving forward that I surround myself with people that are going to support and put my sobriety first. Um, so I don't ever have to try to put myself in this situation again. Yes, maybe years down the road. Um, I can encounter situations um, like this and be able to walk away. But with everything that happened, with the loss of a job and the, the loss of everything, I did not lean on anybody. Um, I isolated myself. I shut down mentally, thinking that there was nowhere for me to go. And then finally, in those weak moments is when... I allowed my addiction brain to get the best of me and to cause me to lose everything that I had worked so hard for. Um, The day after everything happened, um, I was listening to um, a Macklemore song starting over. And it discusses about how he was three years sober before his relapse. And that he relapsed, of course, drinking two alcoholic beverages, two styrofoam cups is what he says in the song. And how you have to swallow your pride Um, in order to move forward. You have to admit your mistakes. You have to admit your faults. Um and even though you're starting over, it doesn't mean that this is the that 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 nine months was for nothing because in that nine months time, I could have overdosed, I could have crashed into a house drunk um while driving. so I mean those nine months were worth something um and even though I may be at what nine days I believe sober nine ten days sober as of today that. It doesn't mean I still can't be there for those who are still suffering. That I can't be the person for that other suffering alcoholic or addict to call. But I have to put my own sobriety first and foremost before any guy or anything. um, Because next time I may not be so lucky. I may not be able to pull myself back into the rooms I may not be able to swallow my pride, um, I mean, as gay men, we are good at swallowing everything except our pride, um, but yeah, after, um, before listening to that song, I thought about giving up entirely and saying, you know what, fuck this, I'm out, I'm done, I'm done with the program, I'm done with all these other sober people in my life, um, I didn't talk to my sponsor for like two days because I just wanted to be left alone in my own thoughts, which can be very, very dangerous. Um, But just because I slipped up once doesn't mean that I can't start over and then have 10 years, 20 years of sobriety. Um, This one mistake does not define who I am as a sober person, and it does not define my worthiness in the sober world either. Um, I'm nine days sober, becoming stronger than ever, realizing that I fucked up and that everybody makes mistakes. So, if I let anybody down listening, I just want to say I'm sorry. (sighs) But, the sober unicorn is here to stay because... Again, this, this show, this this podcast is not about me. It's about other people being able to come on here and share their stories of hope. They share their experiences and show that it'll be okay. Yes, I'm emotional. I'm a big old bitch. Um, but I'm emotional because... I've never had to be vulnerable like this in my life. I've never had to, other than to one person, tell my fuck-ups to. Um, But when you tell your person, like the the main person in my life that knows that I'm sober and supports it and everything. And I had to make that phone call to him saying that I fucked up. Like it you could hear the disappointment in your own voice as well as the other person's voice, and so making like this episode here is like me telling two three thousand people it's it makes me feel like I'm making that phone call again two to three thousand times, so but I'm back um. This time around, I have to focus on my own sobriety. I have to do the work. I have to be there for others. And I have to make sure any situation, place, person in my life, that they're here for a reason. And they're here to support my sobriety. And they're here because they want to see me be the best version that I possibly can be. And if they don't want to see me be the best that I could be, And if they don't support my journey 150 fucking percent, then they are not needed in my life whatsoever. Because when I put people that didn't give a shit in my life is when I made mistakes. I let the addiction get the best of me. And I allowed, and I allowed my hard work just to slip away, um, but yeah, I mean that's it's gonna be a short episode today. I just kind of wanted to come come on here and let everybody know what was going on um, with my own journey. So this is Holden um, with the sober unicorn. Sorry, future episodes won't be this sad sappy <laughs> uh, bullshit. Um, we, we try to keep the Sober unicorn light, lively, yes, be real with our stories and our struggles of addiction, but to know that there's happiness, because trust me, even though I'm a sad bitch today, there's so much happiness and sobriety. I, the, the nine months, the, the past nine months of my journey have been the most incredible times of my life. The people that I've met, the the parties that I've been to with sober people, the just everything in general has been incredible, and so I don't want to, to diminish the time that I had in that nine months with this one slip up because this slip up is was causing this emotion, not 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 restarting my journey, but just knowing that that moment that. When I thought I had it myself, and when I thought I was back in control, when I put job, business, everything in front of my journey, is when I lost it all. I lost all of it. So I got to know that I have to put my sobriety journey first, because while I actually, this is my second go, I'm recording this episode. The first time around, two minutes in, I got a phone call and I got a really good job offer. So you have to understand that everything happens for a reason. Um, I think I was tested. I failed the test, of course, and that's why I'm making this episode. But that's okay. Because guess what? There's remakes, there's retakes, and I can pass it the next time. Um, I just have to put my best foot forward, move on, keep my head up, and use this as a as a lesson um, in the future, and and be able to be there for those that are, go through the same thing and the same struggle. But everybody, I hope you have an absolutely incredible day. I wish everybody the best in their sobriety and their journeys. Please don't stop listening. Um, but I love you guys. I love each and every one of you listeners. Y'all have made such an impact on my journey, my sobriety, and everything. I hope everybody well. Have a good day thank you again for listening to today's episode hit that follow button to be notified about new episodes every week if you'd like to reach out to us you can find us on instagram at the sober unicorn podcast or on our website at the sober unicorn there you will find our episodes as well as our very own sober owned shop featuring products from small businesses that are sober owned and remember everyone don't be normal be a unicorn but better yet be a sober unicorn